FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. We would like to thank our 2022 FinTech Hunting Sponsors, Encelerate, Equifax, WFG Enterprise Solutions, CoreLogic, BeSmarty, Anomaly Squared, SourcePoint, Total Expert, and Next Level Advisors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We have an exceptional guest for you today. She's the host of Taco Tuesdays, a diversity and an inclusion evangelist, a brand ambassador for companies. She's passionate about helping people and companies tell their story. The list could go on and on. She is a dear friend. She is a business colleague. Please help me welcome back to the show, Delilah Ramos. Delilah, welcome back. Thank you. I love your introductions. They are so, they make me, like they amp me up so much to the point where I don't know it's me. I'm like, who, who is it that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is well-deserved. You're out there in front of everybody. You're making a difference in the industry. Yes, you've got great videos. Yes, you love tacos, but you. you help people get employed, you help employers find great people, and you also help companies tell their stories. So I, I couldn't be more excited. It was great seeing you at ICE, and that's where I want to start. Yes. Two weeks ago, we're at ICE Experience. What were some of your key takeaways? Ooh. Well, the first thing off the top of my head is the attendance. The attendance was solid. It was strong, and it was solid. And I was happy about that. Even when we entered your session, which was day three. Yep. Right? The attendance was still solid and strong. And that gave me so much hope. It did. See, I agree. And I think, you know, one, on, to piggyback that, I think one of the reasons for that is ICE does everything first class. They do. From the sessions that they put on to the panels that they put together to how they drive traffic into the exhibit hall. I mean, you and I have been to a ton of conferences and there's some conferences that the organizers don't really drive much traffic to the exhibit hall. No. Oh, and you and I both know we've, we both have worked different angles of conferences, whether it's working the actual booth, standing behind it, engaging, right? We've yep. also been on the outside as an attendee. And it it does bother me because I know the cost. I've actually been the one signing the bill for these costs, right? And when they don't drive traffic to the exhibit hall, it, it could be a waste of money. And... Yeah. It's not, it just isn't a good look when there's not traction or things happening at the exhibit booth. That is super important for these organizations to understand they have to drive traffic to the exhibit hall. 
Agreed. And I think ICE did a fantastic job of that. So let's talk about some of the other key takeaways. I'll throw one out there and then I'd love to get your insights. I think one of the things that I saw is it's still a tough market. Okay. Right. For as good of a job as ICE did, they can't control the whole market. So it's still a tough market. And what I saw and what I observed is companies that are leaning in, companies that are creating excitement, whether it's at their booth or scheduling a lot of meetings and suites and everything, companies that are putting in the work are winning. And the companies that just showed up, I'm sorry, they're they're kind of dying on the vine. I mean, what do you what do you think of that and what were your observations? You're absolutely right. There are some people because these conferences are done a year almost a year in advance, right? right? The preparation and all the work that goes into it, it's like a year out for them. So you as a company have plenty of time to get your ducks in a row and know how to strategize and use that time, though, that being present, making sure that you go through, okay, um, this, these are the meetings, these are the amount of meetings that I want to have. This is who I want to target. I mean, there's so much ample time and there should be a team collaboration effort. Be like, hey, one of us, right, has to hit these meetings. One of us is going to go and attend one of these happy hours. One of us is going to walk the exhibit hall and grab business cards and engage. Like there has to be such a collaboration. And if you do all of that, you are winning, 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 Michael. See, I agree. And the people that aren't winning, I hate to say it, but I was thinking of this the other day is they approach it like a participation trophy. Well, if I show up and everybody who shows up gets something and that's not today's market. No. People who outwork their competitors are the ones who are going to win. And that's what I saw at ICE. And I was, to me, it's a very exciting time because those companies that lean in are going to grab market share. Those companies that lean in and you and I did a number of booth takeovers and some of those booths were packed and not just packed with a lot of traffic, but I mean, packed with a lot of leads as well. Yes. Yes. You can very tell by who's really in it, who is really out wanting to get business, wanting to talk and, um, And it wasn't even, you know, sometimes I used to say the positioning of where you are at the exhibit floor could play a part. But the truth is, like, at an ICE, you can be anywhere and have success. Yeah, and it goes back to what you were saying about that collaboration, that dividing and conquering. To me, it all comes, you have to have a good strategy and you have to execute. If you just show up hoping it's going to be good, you're going to be in trouble. So let's let's talk about current market conditions. What are some of your observations on the market? And and I know I have some as well. Well, just you know, over the weekend, Michael, I and the companies are still making cuts, and it is it's very hard to hear and see. And I I know it's going to continue into Q Q two Q three. And um, the ones that are really like here to stay, you're going to see what transpires by the end of the year, right? Because we right. will, we will get through this. 
We will. Exactly. But you and I both know how important it is to st- like to dig in, to like not let go of everything that you built and you created. Yeah. So let's touch upon that because I started my company in 2008, right? During the last mortgage meltdown and the conditions then were significantly worse than they are today. But the mistake I see some people making, whether you're a vendor, whether you're a lender, is they start cutting a lot of the activities that actually are the activities that could help drive them out of these challenging times. And here's what I mean. Yes. So marketing's a luxury, so we don't have to go to any trade shows this year. Marketing's a luxury, so we're going to start cutting our staff. Oh, we can cut back on the salesperson. And all of you executives out there that are listening, I know that some tough decisions are made in those boardrooms and some cuts, some right-sizing has to take place. I understand that. But what I have also seen is people that cut too deep into the activities that can drive new business or help retain the current business, you might as well put an anchor on your foot and all you're going to do is go down faster. If you if you have no brand awareness, if people don't remember your name, if you're not generating bit, new leads, if you're not selling and trying to demo two new clients, how do you think you're going to fight your way out of here and get new revenue coming in the door? I agree wholeheartedly. It breaks my heart when I have seen a company really go in with their branding and their marketing and creating all just being present, being seen all the trade shows. And then all of a sudden from one day to another, it's just gone. And it's, it's wasted time and wasted money. Everything that you had created, everything to build to ultimately get you those leads, get you those relationships. You just, just threw it away. And there has to be other, if that is your strategy, you, you like you said, put an anchor on your foot and you're going to just drown because right. people will forget about you. You're not going to be seen. You're not going to be at the forefront. They're not going to remember you. And when you go to ask for that business, they're going to be like, where were you? Where you've been? Where have you been? And and I think that's such a really good point about where have you been? You're not going to be in the narrative. So what I hear though, and executives say, well, Michael, that's great. But if I don't have enough funds coming in, I I can't retain the same staff. What are my options? Mm -hmm. And so what I want to talk about a little bit, and, and like I said, that's really where Next Level Advisors was formed in 2008. And I know you and I have talked this quite a bit is, There's other ways you can be strategic from a marketing and a brand recognition perspective that if you can't have that full staff and you need additional bandwidth, then outsource. And I don't want this to all be about my company and your company and just give us business. But I think what executives have to understand is maybe I can't retain those two or three or five people on this team. But what if I outsourced some of it, added some bandwidth and didn't lose all the momentum that was created? What if I could continue to maintain some brand awareness and instead of 
maybe doing all the advertising. I could do more with social media and I could do more with videos and I could level the playing field. Give me your feeling on some of the the videos and the brand awareness and the importance because I know you and I do videos all the time and we don't have to have a multi-million dollar budget to own market share and mind share out there in the industry. And that's why you and I, we have our companies. We align with the mortgage, financial, real estate industry. And not only do we come from that space, right? You and I, but we also can help with number one, um, creativity, because I also see that (laughs) being a problem as well. But like you mentioned, everything that you've built and you've created, you just don't want it to, to let go. Um, there are ways to continue your social media presence. You may not want to buy like ad space, but a lot of social media accounts are free. And right. even to manage it doesn't cost much either. I mean, just to have that is is really, that's not even a luxury at this point, Michael. You have to have social media presence for any company or organization, point and simple. And if you let that go and don't let anyone to keep pushing your message and amplifying, <laughs> there you go. You're just it's you're just gonna tank because. And I will end it with this. I have said this before. The way people are absorbing information in 2023 is completely different than how you and I started. They do, it's no longer the phone calls. It's no longer the flyers or even the email campaigns. I know people still are a big fan of them, but people don't absorb information that way. What they're doing is their video, right? They're getting on a Zoom and they're texting. So the way they're absorbing information is completely different. And we have- I think you bring up- a really good point about for one, how people absorb information has changed. And I I say this quite a bit. Traditional media has now intersected with self-publishing. So I can wait to get picked up by a major, you know, media organization and maybe they were on one or two of my articles and that's great. And I still, I would still recommend doing that. But in addition to that, I could be publishing weekly. And then to your point about what do people really engage with is you've got to be doing video. Does email still work? Yes, but not by itself. Does text messaging work? Yes, but not by itself. Does phone calls still work? Yes, but not by themselves. When you create a dynamic strategy that is doing consistency with videos and then you're dropping a couple emails and you drop a text message and then you pick up the phone and call. Now you have a dynamic way of going about and executing on that. So people are saying, man, I see Delilah everywhere. Man, Hammond, I'm seeing you everywhere. And you and I hear that. And I don't say that in, in an arrogant way. I say it in a way that for years you and I have put in the work to build the relationships. You and I have put in the work to consistently get content out there so that it benefits and adds value to other people. And I think my message, and I I would assume it's probably the same with yours, is that's where we think we can help companies do that of you've got to keep your message out there in front of people. You can be strategic. You can save money. You can do it in a cost-effective way. 
but you can't ghost people. And then, oh, the market turns in three months or six months. And now you think you can just jump back on the bandwagon and everything's going to be fine. You will get left in the dust and your competitors will gain a bunch of market share. Amen. And again, you said something, which is to me, people, I guess it's the secret sauce, but it's not the secret sauce. The consistency, you have to be consistent. It's, I mean, can you imagine, it's like, like ghosting people. It's, it's what's, when you try to come back to the surface and be like, Hey, remember me? No, I haven't seen you in like three months or six months. It's going to even take you to be honest with you. It's so damaging because people are not that forgiving at times and they won't give you another chance to make a first impression. I know that sounds cheesy, but they won't. If you drop off, they they'll cut you off completely. Well, how many times have you and I, whether it's on a vacation or we've had family things to take care of, and maybe we pause for a week. Oh, yeah. How many times do you then get hit up that week? Hey, is everything all right? Hey, I didn't see your video. I didn't see this. And in in some ways I'm flattered because of the consistency year in and year out. People expect it, you know? So as we move forward, we've only got a couple minutes and I know you and I could talk for hours and, and you'll, you're always welcome on the show, but what are some of the things you think people can do moving forward? to stay out there, to keep their brand presence? And, and what can they do to really fight off these challenging market conditions, the, the competition, and making sure that they stay relevant? I would say, um, of course, the number one is be consistent with your messaging, yep. right? Always stay consistent. Um, and to really lean in, and invest still in sales and marketing. It's super important. And I understand there there comes times where you have to cut corners, but even that you can get creative with. It doesn't have to be just completely slashing it or cutting yourself off, right? right? There, the, you have to still be seen and present if you want to continue to get new business and just don't just don't do that to yourself because it really could be um, extremely dangerous. I agree. And I think that consistency wins the day. I think you can be more strategic and maybe you can't have a staff of five or 10 or 15 people like you did, but maybe it's three people and maybe you outsource some of it. Maybe it's one person and you outsource it and say, we're going to stay consistent with our social media. We're going to continue to do videos. Maybe you can't attend 10 or 15 trade shows, but you very strategically pick three or four and then make sure your video presence is very high when you're not going to some of those other shows. Exactly. And what companies connect with me, my existing clients and partners, they do that to me. Hey, we really need your presence, your videos at this. So we're going to, we want you to come and work with us. And, and we're happy to do that. If you don't have that currently on your team and on your payroll, bring it in for that event, especially if it's, if you need someone to kind of engage your foot traffic or your booth while you're out actually, you know, kissing babies and shaking hands, then you, right. that's how it's going to work. 
Um, and it's you, those are things that are not even luxury anymore. They're very much needed, especially conferences that cost so much and that are done a year in advance, like I said. Exactly. And what we hear from a lot of vendors is, well, I've already paid for this event or I've already paid for that. Well, then don't throw in the towel. Exactly. Get strategic and say, if I have to go to this event, we've already paid for it. How do I maximize that? And that's the effort that goes in before the show, during the show, and after the show. Because if you look at it and say, hey, I got one deal, I got three deals, four deals, not only does that pay for it, but it keeps the momentum going. And lastly, I just kind of want to end with, first, I want to thank you, Delilah. It was great seeing you and shooting all the wonderful videos. Hopefully our followers got to see all of the videos and the booth takeovers. But secondly, to all of the lenders out there, to all of the vendors out there, please know we are here to help. We are a life vest. We can add bandwidth. We can add strategy. We can add a very powerful network because together, when we all collaborate, when we all come together, we can help weather the current storm and really put all of you in a position to succeed going forward. That is correct. And we, and we want to see you succeed. There's enough for everyone to go around. There really is. Absolutely. Delilah, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. Are you looking to close more loans in 2021? Experience Accelerate's award-winning customer engagement platform featuring lead management, CRM, call routing, sales enablement, marketing automation, borrower engagement, and data intelligence through innovative use of multi-channel marketing, text, social media, email, direct mail, phone, ringless voicemail, retargeting, and so much more. Incelerate, helping lenders close more loans through better borrower engagement. Schedule your personal demo today at Incelerate.com. Fintech hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow. Are you struggling to keep up with record origination volumes? From property valuation and appraisal to title insurance and closing services, WFG Enterprise Solutions provides flexible mortgage origination services that address your organization's needs head-on. By taking the time to understand how you run your business, WFG can create solutions that save you time and money on every transaction. That's why WFG consistently earns Net Promoter's world-class ranking for customer satisfaction. Innovative solutions, world-class customer satisfaction. Get to know WFG today at WFGLS.com. Tired of logging into different systems to check your loan pipeline? Ready to update your processes to meet today's digital borrowers? Now you can with BeSmarty's all-in-one mortgage technology solution. Save yourself time and money and wow your borrowers. Find out how at BeSmarty.com. What does instant mean to you when it comes to income and employment verification? With the demand for loans increasingly being met with a competitive edge, lenders should turn towards automation. A key way lenders can move digital is by leveraging instant income and the employment data from the work number, which helps them keep pace in an era where every day brings new challenges. To learn more, visit theworknumber.com.